Welcome to Paranormal Selectivities. I am your host, Anthony Martinez, and on this podcast, every Friday, I bring on a guest and we talk about a horror movie of their choosing. For this episode, my guest is Christian Reyes, and we will be talking about the 2013 film, The Conjuring. You can watch this movie with a subscription to Netflix or HBO Max. Let's get into the episode. All right. Thanks for being on the podcast, Christian. You brought to us the movie The Conjuring. Uh, what made you bring that movie onto the podcast? Well, honestly, I'd never seen it before. And <laughs> I was just going through a whole list of movies that I hadn't seen. And that seemed to be the one that popped up. So I was just like, hey, that's scary. Let's go for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then um, what is your relationship with like the horror genre? In general, do you watch a lot of scary movies? I watch a lot of scary movies anytime I have a chance, even if it's just like either in the day or at night. And sometimes <laughs> it doesn't even matter the plot. I'm just like, oh, that looks fun. Yeah. What, what's your favorite? Well, that's a hard choice. I'd probably say the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from the 70s. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I only seen the like the remake. The Rob Zombie ones? Yeah. Yeah, those ones are pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, well probably have to have you on again to maybe watch one of your favorites well that'd be fun yeah all right so let's get into the plot of this movie uh the movie starts off with uh two women and a man on a couch and they're talking about a doll they had to ed and lorraine warren who are kind of like these paranormal they're basically like ghostbusters uh and they the two women are talking about how they had the doll um and they said the doll was like starting to move a little bit like it would just move like a an arm or a leg and then it started like going into different spots of the home um so then they had like a paranormal investigator come and told them that it was just a child who wanted to play with the doll so they allowed the child to like possess the doll basically and then ed and lorraine were like yeah you should have done that that was a demon which I mean that that was like the biggest mistake I could have ever heard. You think you think you would just be like, huh? Maybe this uh, this doll's moving a lot. Wonder why? And then like, hey, it's some kid. I would already be like, no, nah, they ain't touching my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get the doll out of here. Let's do everything we can to get the doll out of there. Um, so then they attempted to get rid of the doll because the doll started getting crazier. Um, they which this was like the, like the laziest way to get rid of the doll. They pretty much just like went outside and then threw it in the dumpster and then yeah. just came back. Like that was going to do anything. So then they go back into their house. Then like the door starts, uh, something starts like banging at the door and then they go to, uh, they open the front door. Nobody's there. And then they go into their room and or they go into the room the doll was in and the doll is like back in that room it's got a crayon in its hand wrote all over the walls yeah that, that was crazy um so then it kind of cuts to the future where uh roger and carolyn who are like the the main characters they move into a new house with their five daughters uh they had a dog with them but the dog did not want to go inside at all it was like barking the whole time um, which I feel like that would be like your first sign that you would not want to go into that home. If your dog is just barking outside, doesn't want to do anything. 
you know, you think you would, but man, it was like the sixties, <laughs> the seventies. At this point, no one knows what there's no one knows what was going on. <laughs> so then they um later on that night they're playing a game called hide and clap where the person there's a seeker it's pretty much hide and go seek but the person who's finding people have to blindfold themselves and then they uh ask the other people to clap and they could do that three times and they try to find him with that it's like marco polo meets hide and go seek but that just seems like the most dangerous way to play hide and seek Dude, if we played that at Wella's house, instantly falling down the stairs. <laughs> exactly. Got yeah, my somebody... eyes open and I still fall down the stairs. <laughs> Somebody's getting hurt there. So they, uh, they're playing that, and then one of the kids is in the closet. They get found, and they, like, push her. And when they push her, she, like, bumps up into the wall, which puts a hole in the wall. Then they find a hidden cellar in the wall. And nothing good ever comes from a hidden cellar. Nothing good's ever ever comes from anything <laughs> hidden in the house. Exactly. If you go to a house, like you buy a house, and then you find like there's a basement that was hidden, it's like okay, I'm I'm moving out. <laughs> I regret. Listen, this. we 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 never closed on the house, right? <laughs> so the um, never came in. <laughs> yeah. So Roger, uh, the dad, inspects the basement and then they all go to bed he doesn't find anything um at night christine who is like one of the middle children uh she feels something like pulling at her legs and something smells really bad and she keeps thinking it's her sister who's in the same room as her um the next morning carolyn who is the mom wakes up with the bruise on her leg and then uh i think it's april's the youngest Mm-hmm. she goes outside and finds the dog is dead. Yeah, like freaking choked itself to death. Yeah. So yeah, the, the dog was dead. Uh, then they go and a couple of things. I feel like this is, it's very quick. Um, I feel like it escalates pretty quick in this movie, which it a does. lot of the times in these scary movies, there it's like there's some kind of like ramp up, but this was like really fast. So like over the next couple of days, they start having more things happening where uh, April is talking to somebody named Rory and tells her mom that uh, she can see him too if she plays that music box. And at the end of it, she looks in the mirror, which she was like way too excited to do that. Yeah. Like the mom was just kind of like, yeah, I'll totally want to see your imaginary <laughs> friend. Yeah. If your kid brought you an 18th century toy box. That's already a sign that something's not right. <laughs> exactly. And it's still working and everything. It looked disgusting. Yeah. And I, in general, because of scary movies, like I hate mirrors. So if anybody yeah. told me that something's in a mirror, I'm like, okay, no, we're going to, we're going to call. <laughs> we're going to. We're getting <laughs> Where's this the house. Exorcist? Exactly. We're getting this house cleansed. So then uh, after that, they play hide and clap, the, just the mother in April, because the other girls are at school. And she keeps hearing clapping from a wardrobe, which is in the oldest daughter's room, which is Andrea. Um, so she gets she hears clapping coming from the wardrobe. And like at one point in time, you see the wardrobe is like open and you see the clap. Like you see hands come from there just disgusting dead hands yeah so then she like takes the blindfold off and 
then the daughter comes from another room and says that she wasn't in here. Um, yeah. And then at night, uh, Cindy, which is, I think, the second youngest daughter, is she sleepwalks. She goes into Andrea's room where that wardrobe is, and she, like, keeps hitting her head on the wardrobe repeatedly. Like a nerd. <laughs> Imagine sleepwalking. <laughs> Yeah, so then it kind of cuts to like another day, and this is like Roger is away, so it's just Carolyn and the girls are there, and this is at night. Carolyn keeps hearing clapping, and she thinks it's one of the girls, and the clapping ends up leading her to the basement. Um, She goes downstairs in the basement, and then she's like creeped out, so then she tries to go back upstairs and gets like pushed downstairs the basement is locked um so she's like up at the stairs trying to get somebody to help her and you see somebody say do you want to play hide and clap and then you see those dead hands come up next to her again and clap again scariest transition of the movie yeah and so then upstairs cindy is sleepwalking again in andrea's room gets her back to the bed And then Andrea from on top of the wardrobe, this like old woman um, jumps off the wardrobe and starts attacking her. Yeah, it's a fun time. This movie, I thought like, I thought I had a lot of good, like, they were kind of jump scares, but they weren't really, it's just like made the movie super creepy. Yeah, I think the whole point of the point of that movie, I think was just to kind of like you're expecting a jump scare so when it finally comes you're just like oh my god that's terrifying (laughs) but yeah i think the first ever like jump scare with like the hands clapping was what really got you like hey we're gonna jump scare you like every 20 minutes so be prepared (laughs) yeah it's not gonna be all the time but it's gonna be enough to keep you on your keep you on edge yeah Uh, So then um, they seek out Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are like the paranormal investigators from the beginning of the movie, and get them to come to look at their home. As soon as they get there, Lorraine senses like an evil spirit attached to the family, and they believe this is like a really serious case that's going to require an exorcism. Um, But they had to get this set up with the church, and in order to do that, they had to like give them some evidence. So then they start like investigating the home. Lorraine, when she comes in there and she like sees that evil spirit, she's like very like she's not hiding it at all. Like she she's like her face is showing that something is going on there. But you would think after all these years, she'd be able to like hide, like hide her emotions like, oh, yeah. Man exactly it's immediately smile on her face exactly everybody's you could tell something's going on and even the kids who would who would probably be able to tell something was going on there by her uh the way she was looking even the five-year-old just kind of like oh no (laughs) yes i left the fridge open (laughs) they start the investigation on the home and they find out the house belonged to a witch who had killed her child and then hung herself outside on the um on the tree, tree outside next to the lake. yeah and said that uh she cursed anybody who would try to take her land so then over the years there were multiple like murder suicides that happened in the house since then 
Um, and then while they were looking through this, Ed finds out that Carolyn's voice didn't record. Like Ed and Lorraine were recording a conversation with Carolyn and Roger, but Carolyn's voice never recorded. And then like after they played it, they were talking and then like the tape started playing again. And there was like some creepy noise going on instead of Carolyn's voice. Oh, yeah. And also during that time, uh, isn't Annabelle messing with uh, Ed and Lorraine's kid while they're on this case? Or is that? It's a little bit later uh, where that happens. There might be they there might be a time or two where she like sees the like there's the one time where the there's that guy that's at her house um, and they're looking in the room. Ed and this other guy are looking in the room and then Carol or their daughter Judy goes into that room, but um, they don't really do anything with that until a little later. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, So then. They bring over a police officer and this other guy, Drew, who is like another paranormal investigator. And so they set up all these cameras and bells on the door and all this other stuff. Um, So the first night, nothing happens. And then the next night, Ed tells Roger that the last exorcism they had had like really messed with Lorraine and he didn't want to help her out because of that. But Lorraine really wanted to. And then this might she's be, a mom. Yeah, this might be my favorite part of the whole movie is uh, Lorraine's hanging up the laundry and then there's like that big gust of wind and then the sheet like flies off of the hanger and then like you could see like the outline of a person like it flew into a person and then it flies oh, yeah. up to that room and then you could see that person in the window which I just thought yeah. like that looked really cool and super creepy at the same time. Yeah. It terrifies me. (laughs) So uh, it shows that it like is in Carolyn's room. So they run up to Carolyn's room where she was sleeping. Um, You see like her arm has a mark, like somebody's grabbing her and then she wakes up and there's a woman floating over her and she pukes into her mouth. And this is like where Carolyn gets possessed. Yeah, this is the final moment. Yeah. Or one of the final moments. So then uh, that night, Cindy is sleepwalking again, and the thermal cameras are, cameras are going off. Uh, that's showing that some, something is with her. Um, so then she goes into Andrea's room where the door shuts, and they start, like, trying to get out of the – get her out. Uh, they finally get the door open and they find they don't find her in the room right away. Then they look in the wardrobe and there's like a uh, secret door in the wardrobe where oh, they yeah, find her. That. Yeah. And once they get in there, Lorraine goes in to like investigate more while she's in there, the floor snaps beneath her and then she ends up in the basement Um and while she's in the basement, she sees that there was a spirit that was possessed by the witch. Um, and like the uh, spirits like killing her child. And this is where you realize that's where she realizes that the witch possesses mothers and uses them to kill the children. Uh, and then the, she, she gets out of there. 
and as she gets out of there, Nancy is grabbed by her hair and like dragged around the room. So they record this and they finally got the evidence that they can submit to the church to get the exorcism. But like, so they know that the spirit possesses the mom. Yeah. You think they would send the mom? You would think they would never let the mom alone with the kids. Like if that happens, yeah. I'm like, okay, you're never gonna be alone with the kids until this whole situation is complete. Yeah, like that's the first thing that I would assume. Like when I first saw the movie, like when it was yesterday, it was that one scene where they're like, We're gonna go show this to the church. Uh Roger is at work. Hey, you just you're just gonna stay right here and look at the kids after it's, the rain knows the mom's probably gonna kill somebody. She's like, Yep, this is a great idea. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So then uh they didn't Jean- even leave the police officer. He was I know. Gone. So the police officer was gone, but it was like I think Ed and no, no uh, Roger and Drew were t- there, and like everybody or Roger and Drew both left for like to get food or something like that. Yeah, and left the mom there, knowing that the mom is could have been possessed. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous that that irritated me so much. So. Uh, that's just about to happen though but first this is where um, Judy gets awoken up by somebody like grabbing her Um, she finds Annabelle and uh, somebody's like holding Annabelle in this chair Um, so she like starts screaming for her or her grandma who was watching her Um, Ed and Lorraine finally get back to their home and they like get her out of there Uh, yeah and and then they get a call from Roger saying that Carolyn had took uh, Christine and Cindy in the car. And Lorraine says that she's going to go back to the house to kill the girls. So then they all head back. But yeah, this is, that's so ridiculous that they left her alone with it. Seriously would have just, I would have left at least one person, like one guy, like you don't need two men to go get groceries. Seriously. Well, they did have five kids. So maybe one kid was like, I want pop darts. (laughs) Yeah, so then uh, Ed, Lorraine, Drew, Roger, and then the police officer all arrive at the home to find Carolyn in the basement attempting to stab Christine with scissors. Um, and then this part was ridiculous because, like, you knew something was going to happen, but, like, the, the police officer gets downstairs and then puts down his shotgun just, like, that's easily accessible to everybody, which is, like, completely stupid. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, like, you know that this thing is, like, possessed, so why would you leave yeah. one of the most deadly weapons you could find? For Just, plot, man. Exactly. For the plot. <laughs> yeah, so they, they managed to get the scissors out of her hand, uh, so then they were going to take her to the priest to get exercised, but when they, when her body started leaving the home, um, it started, started like, like, killing her. Yeah, pretty much. It started killing her. Uh, so they're like, okay, we can't do this. We got to keep her in the house. And then Ed says he's going to perform the exorcism. So then uh, Drew put Christine in the car and started looking for April. And he found her under the kitchen in like some kind of tunnel. It was like the tunnel that Lorraine fell through that leads to the basement. Oh, yeah. And for whatever reason, which he knows there's a possessed thing like downstairs who was attempting to kill the kids and he like yells to everybody where april is you know yeah because he's like hey 
she's under the kitchen <laughs> which and she's is, like oh yeah so the kitchen stupid. you say and then they oh then carolyn starts to run towards um april who's under the under the kitchen they managed to help carolyn fight off the demon by using a memory of them at the beach and then they managed to exercise the demon um carolyn was able to leave the home and the rest of the girls arrived at the house where everybody started celebrating and then it cuts to the warren household where ed is putting that music box into the haunted room where they have all of that stuff after he leaves the music box starts playing the camera zooms in into the mirror but then it cuts to black once the music stops and then that's the end of the movie great movie I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, lots of creepy stuff. The yeah. a lot of the like when she was possessed out in the basement, she looked really mm-hmm. creepy, and like you could yeah. tell, like you could tell it was her, but also it wasn't her. She was like mentally fighting each other, and then her skin was all just like destroyed with sores, and she looked like someone from the 16th century with the Black Plague yeah yeah it was it was really creepy okay so let's say all right let's put you as one of the kids in this movie what do you think the chances are that you will survive this movie dang that's a hard question if i was if i was one of the kids as in like i'm a guy or i'm i'm like a 13 year old little girl it would be you um same age as one of the kids let's say you're like uh susan who was like the second oldest oh i'd say you're you're you but you're (laughs) i'm still dead (laughs) my asthma ain't getting me nowhere man (laughs) yeah no down the stairs and i'd be falling (laughs) it'd be completely unrelated to the haunting oh yeah (laughs) the ghost would just be standing above the staircase shaking his head like oh my gosh it was that easy I wanted to torture him a little bit longer. I didn't mean for this to happen. He, he did that to himself. <laughs> All right, then. What would you rate this movie out of 10? I'd say a good... I'd say a good 8 out of 10. I think it's it's a really good movie. Sure, there are like a few expected jump scares, but it's just the fact that you know it's coming is what makes it slightly more scary. You're like, oh my, oh my gosh, this is awful. And then when you see it coming, your heart, it was ready, but wasn't ready for when it was going to happen. But you knew it was going to happen eventually. <laughs> yeah. It just, just kept your heart at a constant 120. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really liked it. Um, there were a few like random plot things that bothered me, like the shotgun and like them leaving the kids with the mom after they knew. <laughs> yeah. So besides that, I really enjoyed it. I'd probably give it like a seven out of 10. Yeah. And then, uh, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say a good old C plus. <laughs> and then C's, C's get degrees. Exactly, exactly. And C's will get you uh, sequels. So, <laughs> Yeah, C's can get you sequels. Yeah, so what, uh, what was your favorite part of the movie? And then was there any part of the movie that uh, we didn't discuss earlier that you wanted to talk about? Um. Man, I just I just like the whole movie in general. But if I really had to have a favorite part, I'd probably say it was the the very first like 
I want to say it was when they first got to the house and they're just starting to realize something's messed up. And I think it's a fact that nobody was ready for a dog to die the instant. Cause it was Hell like, yeah. you're, you're, you're like a half an hour in the movie. The kids <laughs> are having a great time. They're all having pizza. The wife and the husband are enjoying themselves. Then the yeah. next day, April's like, let me go hang up this, uh, this uh, little ornament outside. And she's like, okay. And then goes outside and the freaking dog's dead. And I'm like, oh yeah, my, that, that was like, how could you do that to me? It was so quick. The worst version of John Wick I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, the dog but didn't deserve that. <laughs> the dog didn't deserve any of that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, my favorite part, like I said earlier, was that when the sheet like flew off of the um, clothesline and like made the shape of a person and then flew up into that yeah. window. Yeah. And I'd say the only part that I think you left out, I mean, it, it means a little bit, but it doesn't mean that much until like the sequel. I think it was there's a scene when uh carol caroline or carolyn i think that's her name carolyn mm-hmm. as she's tracking down ed lorraine she's in a like room with them and they're talking about the most previous exorcism they ever did with the french guy and he was like possessed by that's my mic oh yeah possessed by some like really awful demon and mm-hmm. they're just talking about why they don't do exorcisms anymore Oh yeah, I didn't didn't really get into that one much. Yeah, Yeah, that I mean, every time they did like the flashback to that, it was pretty creepy. Yeah, 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 and she like clearly seen something because she's like a clairvoyant or something. She can sense things from other people, and she got some crazy vision from that person who was possessed. Maybe she's just schizophrenic. All right. So then uh, now I'm going to give you a couple quotes and you just got to tell me who said the quote or at like what point in the movie it was. Oh, dang. All Oof, right. All right. <laughs> yeah. And most of these are pretty simple. They're usually just parts of the movie that either made me laugh or that I like really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, so the first one is, do you mind if I see Rory? That is from, uh, that's from the mom. I think it is. Yeah, it's from the mom. She's asking about him. Uh, there. Oh yeah, I, I completely forgot that the mom like asked in the same way. This is actually Lorraine. This is like uh, when uh, Lorraine got there. Um, oh yeah, she was, yeah, but yeah, she was. But yeah, the mom did. April. Yeah, the mom did say the same thing. I guess, or she <laughs> may may have worded it different, but it was pretty much the same thing. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, and then the next quote is, you can't shoot ghosts. I think that's from Drew. That sounds yeah. like something Drew would say. Yeah, that was Drew to the to the police officer. <laughs> you can try. He never said you couldn't try. <laughs> All right, the last quote is, you made me do this. Dang. I would say that's from... I want to say it's from a ghost. I want to say it's like one of the, the one of the previous spirit owners. Yeah, that was the like the maid, I believe, where oh, um, when she's like under the. Uh... Oh no, that was. Do you remember when the police officer saw that ghost, and she was like screaming, "You made me do this!" Oh yeah, she like slit her wrist or something. That was awful. Yeah, like sixteen-year-old girl. She's just like, look at my hand. Yeah. Man. 
All right. So then yeah, you, you got those. Uh, the last thing is going to be two truths and a lie. So I'm going to give you three different facts about the movie and you just got to right. tell me which one is wrong. All right. All right. So we have uh, The Conjuring is based off of uh, real reported hauntings. The Annabelle doll looks exactly like it does in the movie, like the real life Annabelle doll looks exactly like it does in the movie. And then there is a real museum that was started by the Warrens with haunted items that is run out of their basement. That is the the second one is a lie. The Annabelle doll is I think it's supposed to be a Raggedy Ann. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I don't know if that's exactly what it is, but it, it definitely looks like a raggedy end doll. I've wanted to go to that museum so badly. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, I, I definitely like. I think the Annabelle doll they used is much creepier than that other one they were those, using. Those kind of dolls actually scare me. Like I have a phobia of those dolls. Like ever since, I think I saw Annabelle with uh, Gabe one time, and he was like, "Hey, you'll love this movie." I'm like, "Okay," and then we watched it. And I just had a fear from those kind of dolls for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I don't you think it would be all. like clowns or something. No, it's just little dolls. Yeah, those porcelain dolls are super creepy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's all I had here. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast there, Christian. Uh, oh, yeah, no it, problem. Anything else you wanted to talk about in this movie or was that it? Um, I would say... If anybody is to watch the uh, sequels, I would mm-hmm. definitely suggest watching the second one. I think the second one's a little bit more, I think it's scarier, but it's also got a lot to do more with like the plot and there's not many like flashbacks and anything. But I did watch, I think I watched the third one because I wanted to see what it was. And, you know, I hadn't seen the first two. So I was just <laughs> like, oh, you know, that's a great idea. It's like watching the Harry Potter series backwards. but. I was like, yeah, I'll watch the third one and just jump right into it and do this totally Star Wars style. <laughs> and the third one, my honest opinion, didn't scare me as much. And maybe that's just because I've seen lots of scary movies or maybe because I was expecting some of this stuff. But I would definitely suggest just watching the trilogy if you're in the supernatural stuff. All right. Well, yeah, we'll have to either have you back on for either the sequel to this or one of your other favorite movies. Hey man, I'd be down. I'd be down for either. I'd be down for both. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Paranormal Selectivities. I have been your host, Anthony Martinez, and my guest was Christian Reyes. The artwork for the podcast was done by Zach Fitzpatrick. Links to his work and the best ways to follow the podcast are in the show notes. 